I call her one of New Zealand's leading farming academics, but that didn't stop her over the weekend getting her hands dirty, quite literally too, I might add, as well as metaphorically, in the cow shed. Dr Jacqueline Roweth, I thought you'd be well past that. Well, the ageing body certainly thought at 3.30 in the morning that it was a bit beyond the call, but that's what happens. And although the clock said 4.30, the cows and I knew that that was not the case. So we had a slower milking than usual because the cows thought we'd lost our marbles. Well, cows are creatures of habit, and I have to be careful what I say here because even though I've been a long-time partner in a dairy farm, I've never darkened the door of a milking shed during milking hours and don't really have an intention to. I spent long (laughs) enough on the end of a handpiece in a wool shed. But it would appear to me that why don't you just wean the cows gradually onto it, or is it all to do with pick-up times? Yeah, we get picked up at the end of milking, and so it was pretty marginal. Uh, So we go with Fonterra. And we do our best. And I know that Fonterra works on an extremely efficient system in terms of ensuring that uh, the tankers are doing fewest K kilometres um, per you know, pickup at farms and that they're optimising everything. So, of course, we wouldn't go against any of this optimisation. But man, oh man, the body felt by the end of the day that it had been doing a lot of hours. My body, that is. <laughs> well, I've spent the past close to 30 years in the radio industry. Luckily, my show's at midday's gentlemen's hours. I can tell you the poor old breakfast radio people mm. really take a hammering, and I'm sure the shift workers and the dairy farmers and yeah. everyone who gets up at an ungodly hour does. Look, once again, you've written a really good piece for our website, thecountry.co.nz, and you're attempting to answer a question that has long confused me. I'm a big fan of wetlands. I've got one myself. It's in a QE2 National Trust. But am I saving the planet, Jacqueline, by being a carbon sink, or am I destroying it by my wetland emitting methane? Well, it depends on the age of this thing you've protected. And new wetlands will absorb carbon dioxide for whilst they're developing, and then they get to a dynamic equilibrium, just like a native forest when it's grown. And then the emissions can be as big as the reduction. So, in fact, they can be greater. And the problem at the moment is that with global warming, the emissions of the natural wetlands are exceeding the drawdown. So they can be a carbon source. And methane continues to be a problem. And so the methane, I love it, the will-o'-the-wisps, the marsh gases, the ignis fatuus, you know, the, the lights that used to lure people into the bogs back in the in, uh, UK and people would be found a million years later buried in the bog. They'd been distracted by thinking there was a light and it was simply the marsh gases. So that is methane and that is natural methane. And a farmer might argue that cows do natural methane. And yet we're treating them very differently, which is a bit frustrating. Oh, you write, and this is this was the, the key sentence in your column, the fact that natural methane from wetlands is not being targeted with the tax in contrast to the natural methane from ruminants burping comes down to global politics. And you bang yeah. on. Yeah. So the politicians might argue that there are more cows around than there were, but actually we're trying to restore wetlands. and new, There are new wetlands going in, so how is that not man-made? So we just get in a muddle of definition. 
And that's the frustration when at the same time we're praising those um, consumers of fossil fuel, which has been out and creates methane a lot out out of the global circulation for millions of years. And these people are going round and round to get back to where they started, burning fossil fuel. And we're saying they're fantastic. And isn't it great that the supercars are coming to Topol? (laughs) It's bizarre. Well, they are certainly burning a lot of petrol, all those petrol heads. Because the other thing we could do, if we wanted to stop global warming, we could just knock tourism on the head. Problem solved. Yep. Well, part of that. Yep. All of these things. And yet people make a political decision about what is good is what is bad. And I, as a scientist, say, are we trying to reduce greenhouse gases? Which are the ones that have been out of circulation for a long time there to do with fossil fuel? Do we really need to empty Auckland and Wellington for every long weekend or school holidays? <laughs> you know, the boat, the bats, the ski fields, all of those sorts of things. It's fossil fuel, and that is an issue. Well, do you know what's destroying the planet? Don't start me on school, school holidays. I'm married to a school teacher, got a sister who's one. But what's ruining the planet is all the kids that should be walking to school getting a ride with mum and dad. But that's a bit yep. of a bugbear of mine. Yep. We better go. Your, your article's excellent reading, as always, Jacqueline. And I hope you're doing a shift again this weekend on the dairy farm. Very possibly. But then I like the cows. It's just that it was so early in the morning on Sunday. Well, your body <laughs> clock will be acclimatised this weekend. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Thanks for your Bye. contribution.